Hi, everyone. Welcome back to your favorite true crime podcast, The Visitation. I'm your host, Crystal Coral. I hope you're doing really well and ready to listen to another case I came across a few weeks ago. Honestly, this case I'm about to share with you is truly heartbreaking and both upsetting. But as much as these cases do really hurt my heart, and I'm sure breaks your heart as well, it's important to share these stories to increase the chances in locating the missing and also change laws in order to protect our youth. This case is about a young girl named Kaya Centeno. She went missing on June 1st, 2012 in Ronit Park, California. However, she was never reported missing. In July 2020, her adoptive parents were being investigated for child abuse and were also charged with aggravated kidnapping and torture, among other heinous acts. It was during this investigation that authorities discovered that Kaya was in their care and she was missing. At this time, before she was missing, Kaya was living with two other children who were her biological siblings. So before we dive more into the story, I gotta ask you, are you ready to solve the impossible? Centeno, also known by her birth name, Kaya Whitney Casey, was just around the age of 8 to 10 years of age when she disappeared without a trace. She was under the care of her adoptive parents named Jose and Gina Centeno and was living with two other siblings at the time before her disappearance. Here is a real kicker. As I mentioned in my intro, Kaya was not reported missing until authorities discovered she was under the care of Centennial, and she was nowhere to be found. But that was back in July 2020, when authorities made this discovery. However, based on her sibling's account at that time, Kaya had been, been, had been missing longer than that. Now, I'm here asking the same question you might be asking too. When was the exact date did Kaya go missing? Also, what was the home life for Kaya and her siblings like? So I did a bit more digging. According to reports, Jose and Gina adopted Kaya and her siblings back in 2008. Since there is little information regarding her siblings' names and their background information, I'm aware that she had a brother and a sister. That's all that was basically available for public information. And I will, again, link all that information in my show notes. In several reports, it is stated that Kaya was in second grade. She was enrolled in John Reed Elementary School located in Ronit Park, California. The dates are from 2010 to 2011. However, she was withdrawn from school to be homeschooled. Now, this was during the time she was said to have disappeared. But sources claim that Kaya was last seen between the years 2010 through 2012. This case is literally a mind effort, if you ask me. So please listen carefully. 
According to Kaya's siblings, they claim that Jose and Gina were extremely abusive, both mentally, physically, and even sexually abusive. In my research, I discovered that the children claimed that Jose would repeatedly sexually and physically abuse the children. I cannot confirm whether Kaya was abused, but based on those accounts on the other two siblings and my experiences in cases similar to Kaya's and her siblings, the chances that Kaya may have been a victim of any kind of abuse is high, unfortunately, especially since the parents did not even report her missing to begin with. The crazy thing I discover is that somehow Jose and Gina get to adopt twins and this will be around the time Kaya will disappear. How can this be possible? Well, for starters, we all know the foster care and adoption system is a complete joke. We all have seen and heard the horror stories on the news and even through social media platforms where many victims who have survived abuse share their experiences in hopes for change and some even do it for healing. How these adults were able to even adopt twins when one of their adopted children, child, was missing literally tells me everything about how fucked up the system is. I'm sorry for even swearing, (laughs) but let's be real here. I did a little digging into why the foster care system can be awful. found that according to the Public Policy Institute of California, which is PPIC, in 2010, there were around 60,000 children in California foster care system on any given day. Of the 60,000 children in California foster care system, 13,167 of those children were awaiting adoption. Now, I'm not sure the reasoning behind why Kaya and her siblings ended up in the foster care system and was adopted out, but I feel there was not enough background checks into Jose and Gina Centeno's house life or home life or whatever. What I found interesting about the foster care system, and I will be honest, I... I'm still new to all the foster and adoption stuff, especially in California. As you know, I'm an, I'm a Texas resident. I know a lot about Texas laws and Texas regulations. I discovered that about 39% of foster children in California are five years old or younger. And 23% are six years old to 10 years old. And this is coming from the stats I mentioned previously. Now, 46% of foster care children live in foster homes with a non-relative, where 29% live in a relative's home approved for foster care. Again, this is in California. I am unsure about other states' requirements. But wow. Now, let me know if I'm wrong. And I'm okay with being wrong. I'm not meant to know everything, as I believe we are all learning. But when it comes to adoption, would someone have to foster the child first for a while in order to adopt? Especially in California, 
like, wouldn't there be kind of a longer period to foster a child before they can legally adopt a child? Um, wouldn't it be a couple of years? And wouldn't it be of more checkups into the home life? Like, is it CPS or social services coming in saying like, hey, how are things going? You know, stuff like that. And if you have an answer to my question, please, please leave a comment on um, <laughs> on my Instagram uh, page or, or post. As I mentioned before, a person is supposed to go through some sort of training and even an evaluation, you, you would think, right? Like not only a criminal background check, but I found out that in California, they do, oh, I'm not sure if it's everywhere else, but there is a home study check, meaning a person from the adoption agency is supposed to go and inspect the home to be sure that is a safe, that that home is a safe environment, that the people that are going to adopt a child are not freaking weirdos, that are not going to harm the children, that are actually good people. What I don't understand, since Jose and Gina have already adopted before, I would assume the person that had their paperwork in hand when they went into the home to inspect would have asked, hey, before you adopt these two other children, the twins, uh, where's the other, where's, where's Kaya? I wonder what lie was told that day. I wonder if the cops even asked or even investigated the agency or the person who went to the house who did the who did the interview that day. You know, I, I I feel like everybody has a file. What was said that day during that interview? Also, why did they want more children? In fact, when I was reading about adoption in California, there is literally a question that is asked about why a family is eager for children. If they're adopting as a couple, it mentions if the couple is eager for children, why are they eager for a child? And they have to give an explanation. And that's written down. That is literally written down. So what did they say? You know what I mean? Like, what was said? What was in that file? I also want to know, before Kai was pulled out of public school, did the teachers ever notice anything different in Kai's behavior? Did they notice any bruising? Did they notice if she wasn't dressed properly, if she wasn't taken care of, if she was looking a little gaunt or acting different, were they even reported, you know? Or did these teachers even care? I wonder, I wonder about that. I just, I can't help but feel like something big was being missed. That this poor child fell through the cracks, like all the red flags were just being missed. This case really breaks my heart and it infuriates me to the max. These poor children, all because someone did not do their job correctly. They did not do their job to protect these innocent children. So in early 2019, now this is seven years since Kaya was last seen, there were reports that stated that the couple were going through a separation and they sent Kaya's younger siblings, biological siblings, to live with, 
I believe Jose's or Gina's relatives in Mexico while the twins stayed in G- with Gina in California. Mm-hmm. Now you're ready to get pissed off because I'm 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 there. <laughs> I am I am furious. This couple, Jose and Gina, should never even be given the title of parents. Parents are supposed to protect children. They are supposed to keep a child safe, to love a child, to make a child feel cared for and just safe. You're not supposed to harm a child. You're supposed to raise a child. These individuals are real POSs. They did not do their job. They did not want to take care of those four children. In fact, the entire arrangement that they made with the relatives in Mexico were reportedly part, and I quote, part of a fraudulent scheme to access adoption assistance funding. So we know why they were adopting children. My gosh. Look. I am all about everyone is innocent until proven guilty, but these two individuals are real POSs. And when you don't report a child missing who is under your care, who you are supposed to protect and love as your own child, you are not supposed to abuse and neglect and to do harmful, horrific things to an innocent, an innocent child. Because Kaya is missing And nobody knows what happened. And she went missing for so long and they didn't say shit. Why? What are they hiding? More importantly, what did they do? They are so quick to give those kids away to their relatives in Mexico without a bat in the eye. Can you imagine what they could have done to Kaya? Or what could have happened to Kaya? That's what pisses me off. That is literally what pisses me off. This is exactly why so many people don't trust the adoption and foster care system. And you know what? And I know there are good families out there that do take their role seriously as adoptive parents. And they do provide safe and stable homes for their children. I know a lot of parents who, who are adoptive parents. And I applaud them. Because they are remarkable human beings. They are beautiful souls. But Gina and Jose, these people, oh my God, they are monsters. We just live in a reality that not all people who adopt share the same values. There are evil in this world. So you may be wondering when all of this came to light, right? Like who reported this couple? Well, according to sources, reports claim that Kaya's younger siblings, the ones that were sent to live in Mexico, actually reported the abuse in the summer of 2020 to Mexican authorities which was around July 2020. After they reported their abuse to Mexican authorities, they were they were returned to the US and that is when Jose and Gina were investigated for child abuse and then charged with aggravated kidnapping, sexual sexual abuse, 
and torture. Of course, this was also the time when authorities discovered that Kaya was missing. Authorities found evidence to corroborate the siblings' statements, and Jose and Gina are in jail awaiting trial on no bail. I could not locate Jose's trial date, but I did find Gina's court date, and it's actually coming up March 27, 2023. And if you want to follow more on this case or even her trial, I will be linking that in my show notes. I highly recommend you, uh, you checking that out. Since the recent update on this case was back in 2020, there has been no updates on this case. But that does not mean we just forget about it. We fight for answers and we fight for justice. Although Kaya may be an adult now, she is still missing. Kaya will be 21 years old on May 23rd this year. She is Caucasian. She has brown hair and brown eyes. You can go to my show notes to look at an age progression photo of her that is available from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children website. Any information about Kaya, please contact your local authorities or call 1-800-843-5678 or the Ron Ron Nart Park Police Department in California. And their information is 707-584-2600. There is no such thing as little information. Any information can be helpful. Please share this episode as this increases the exposure and brings light to this case and keeps this case alive. Because it leads to new information, new leads, new updates into this cold case. And it's time to find Kaya Centeno. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you'd like to submit a case to be featured on The Visitation, you can do so by sending me an email at thevisitationpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow me on my social media platforms to be updated on the cases that I cover here on the podcast. And you can find me on my, you can find that information on my website that will be linked in my show notes. Much love to you all. Again, I am your host, Crystal Coral. Stay safe, everyone, and we will talk soon.